0: Welcome back to the Adam's Word podcast. We've got uh, Dan Powell with us today. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Um, and we're just going to jump right into it so I get to know him a little bit better. Dan, would you go ahead and tell us about your
1: childhood, where you grew up? And Yeah, thanks, Cameron. Um, so I actually grew up north of Spokane in a small ca- town called Deer Park, but I didn't grow up in the town. I grew up out in the country. So I would say it was the best childhood for someone my age build forts, ride motorcycles. Uh, my mom wouldn't let me have a motorcycle, so I had a quad, Thank but uh, still able to keep up with my buddies and have fun. So yeah, I grew up out in the country. Um, and on the weekends, my dad owned a power washing business, so I would wash trucks on the weekends. Nice. I don't know how many thousands of trucks I've washed over the years, <laughs> but <laughs> I've washed a lot of trucks. And it was on the commercial end. It was uh, okay. We would do like commercial accounts like FedEx, um, you know, where you're going in and you wash a hundred trucks in a shot. So you went to the companies. They didn't yeah. come to you Yeah. Like so they vacation. would work during the week. And then yeah. on the weekends is when all the trucks would be there. So okay. he had, um, he had a lot of commercial accounts and that's what we would do on the weekends. I would work and we'd get wood in in the morning and then we'd go wash trucks in the evening and nights. And that's what I did on my weekends. And then, uh, my childhood kind of ended fast. So, I would play during the week and then work on the weekends. But as soon as I was 18 or 17, I actually joined the military. Okay. So um, that was like a light switch from being a child to being an adult. And it was, I did basic training between my junior and senior year of high school. So um, it was kind of like running start, but for the military. And Mm -hmm. then I came back and then went to my senior year of high school. It was really weird. So was that ROTC or... Uh, like it's called of, a split op is, yeah, it's, it's the ROTC is, um, for officers. And then I was an enlisted. So, okay. yeah. Um, what drew you to the military? How, like, how'd
0: you make that decision so young? That's
1: a good question. <laughs> um, I had a lot of family in the service, like grandpas, both my grandpas were uncles and, um, I thought it'd be a good start to my life of, you know, join the military, get that as a background and then it opens up a lot of avenues for work and, and it, um, it's definitely done that for me. So it's been good.
0: Nice. Yeah. Teaching dis- discipline and
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, um, you know, it's funny cause at the time we, uh, that's right when the World trade centers got bombed. Oh, okay. Um, and so it was interesting in the perspective of, I was doing it more for college money and go to college and growth and, and then all of a sudden we're in a war right after I signed up. So the timing was uh, not the best, but I made the best out of the situation. Wow. That's
0: (laughs) that's crazy. So how long did you stay in the military for?
1: It was a six year, year, six year term. Okay. We were reservist. I was gonna say, did it take you anywhere or? Yeah. So uh, when I was 19, I got deployed to Iraq. So we spent a year in country. So out of my six years, two years were active duty. Um, and they weren't supposed to be active duty, but because we got acted activated to go to Iraq, um, and then training and stuff. Because before you go to overseas, you have it's a few months of training. It's two two month. Yeah, training they session. don't just send people to Iraq. No, and uh, <laughs> you learn how to do your job while you're getting shot at. And shoot, it's interesting. So it's I think out of all that, the most perspective is carrying a weapon everywhere you go. You go to the shower, you have a weapon with you. You know, you're always your helmet, your weapon, and your vest, your bulletproof vest. Everywhere you go, you take it off when you sleep, and that's it. Man. <laughs> so, so you um, have to be ready to head
0: right out. Yeah. Split a
1: second. Yeah, you, you hit like a, we have like a little bomb shelters. So you hit the, the alarm. It was much like the movie MASH. Um, you get mortared every day, so you just run to a, a shelter. And then by the end of your... Your year, you're just tired of getting to the shelters. So you're like, I'm good. I'll just lock my door and act like I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's an interesting perspective. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's different, different lifestyle that a lot yeah. of us haven't seen before. Uh, any, any other highlights from your childhood or siblings or anything like that? Yeah,
1: um, I do have, I have two older siblings, um, two sisters that are older, and then I have one younger brother. So I'm in the middle, one of the middle child um, children. And, um, I, I've always been kind of a loner. I never played with my siblings. Uh, I played with my buddies riding motorcycles and stuff, but um, I don't really have a good bond with my siblings. Uh, I have a great bond with them. But I, we just don't hang out
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> as a kid or as an adult life. It's kind of an interesting perspective because I see my kids um, getting raised now And they're like best friends. They Uh do everything together. I I don't have any memories of me doing that with my siblings. It's a real interesting perspective. Um, You know, we would do stuff as a family together and stuff, but we wouldn't go play Legos together or, you know, as things that kids do. So, but they were, they were girls and I was a boy. And so it was just a different, different avenue of things to play with and do and stuff. You still have family up in Deer Park? Or? Yeah, so my my family still lives up there, uh, or my parents do. Um, and then uh, only one sibling lives out of Spokane, and she lives oh, in yeah. Eugene. But everybody lives here in Spokane locally, thing. so we're get-togethers and stuff. is pretty easy. It makes it nice. You don't We don't have to take our vacation to go see family.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that
1: d- definitely
0: makes it nice. Uh, speaking of taking a vacation, what do you do for work? Yeah, And tell us about the process, how you got there, and obviously you were in the military for a while, and then how you transitioned into your professional life.
1: Yep, so I got out of the service, and I I came home, and I did what everybody does that's our age that was told to do, and that's go to college. <laughs> and I did that for a couple of years, and I realized that wasn't for me. Um, and so I was trying to figure out a, a good option of what I could do. And uh, at the time, there was this program called Helmets to Hard Hats. And so they train you um to go into whatever field that you want, and uh, the field I chose was steam fitting um, so a steam fitter is uh any commercial industrial building has piping that heats and cools it, and that's the hydronic system, so that's what I do it, just like this church that we're sitting in it's um it's all heated and cooled by fitter work so uh But really, it was luck that I got into that field um, we're out of all the fields that are out there in the construction phases um, it 's the best that suits me uh, mentally there's a lot of that goes on as far as mechanically being minded to figure out how a piping system works and we do a lot of like design builds and stuff for the company that I work for so I found a job that um, does decent pay and um and it fits me good i'm good at it and i like it so it's a good fit um and i'll always use it but i i got in it by chance i i actually wanted to become an electrician Uh and uh this guy that i met when i was doing his job up at trout lake he says if he was ever to do it again and he had his electrical license and his plumbing license and he says i would never have become an electrician i, I would have just done you plumbing. Just stuck with ones that- <laughs> and he says there's just a lot more money in plumbing than, than okay. anything else so okay. i went to the plumber reunion hall and and then uh that that's where they're like well we, we do fitter work and plumbing and i'm like well i don't know what a fitter is but i'm a hard worker <laughs> and so that's how i got into that um so, but it's hospitals, all the hospital work would be all fitter work. Okay. Um There's a, so yeah, it, right now I'm doing a fish hatchery.
0: I was going to say your company just contracts out to different buildings or?
1: Yeah, we subcontract to whoever needs work. So we can be the general or we can be subcontracted underneath the general. Okay. So usually when we're the general, we're changing out boilers, uh, chillers, like, um, what hospital do you work at again? I'm at Providence Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart, yep. So um, let's say I don't think I've done very much work over there. I have a little bit, but okay. the deaconess, I did all the boiler changeouts right. and the chiller changeouts and the water towers and stuff. So I've done a lot more work over there. So, yeah, it's it's. I just kind of fell into it, though. I, I honestly feel very blessed in, in, in finding that. So does that keep you mostly
0: around here? Is there enough work around here? Or did yeah. it send you out of state or different places? Or?
1: Yeah, I, I've done all of the above. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I work probably 90% of my stuff in, in town here. Okay. Um, we get a lot of stuff out of town, uh, but we can choose to do it or not. So gotcha. it's more of like, hey, we got this job coming up. Can you do it? And you just say yay yeah, or nay. I, uh, I did a job down in Idaho Falls and part of the agreement was I'll run this for you and I'll, I'll be your foreman, but I'm going to go on a trip and I'm going to quit when it's over. And then that's when we decided to RV the United States. So I took six months off after that job. And that was a Costco. Okay. Um, so I ran the Costco, did it, knocked it out, and then I took my trip. And then I came back and I didn't tell my boss I came back and he, kind of found out and then put me right back to work.
0: <laughs> You're back in town? Let's yeah, go.
1: Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's been good though. I mean, it's it's been a good good income producer and learned a lot and got a lot of good friends from, from doing this occupation. And then uh, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I, I love real estate. I always have. I bought my first house when I was 20. So that's my dream. My dream is not to wake up at 4.35 in the morning and go to work. <laughs> <laughs> dream is do real estate. And, uh, we've done, um, uh, flips, plenty of flips. We've done, um, developments. We've done, I'm doing a commercial property right now. So we're we kind of got our hand a little bit and everything, but nice. setting it more up for retirement and not as income now. So it's a little different perspective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good deal. How about you? Uh, tell us how you met your wife. Yeah, that's kind of a fun story. Um, I really feel like I was meant to meet my wife, very, very blessed to have met her and get married to her. But, um, a buddy of mine that I would go mountain biking with or did, he said, Hey, I'm going mountain biking tomorrow with this girl named Sarah. And do you want to come with us? So I essentially was the third wheel there you go. and my, uh, um, uh, my house was right at the bottom of the hill. So I was, all, I was there probably four to five times a week where I'd mountain bike right out my back door and it was it was awesome. So he knew I was already going to be there. I mean the chances of me being there were very good. So he was <laughs> like, yeah, if you can come with us, that'd be awesome. I said, yeah, I'll be there. And I met Sarah there and she uh she said yes that she would go mountain biking, but I don't think she understood what Beacon Hill mountain biking is. I, and I think you mountain bike, don't you? I I've, I've been there, yeah. Um it's a downhill terrain park mountain biking and she realized at some point that she was over her head. <laughs> I going to say, I've crashed there a few times. Yeah, <laughs> And, uh, she was like, you know, I'm just going to, you guys go have fun. And I'm going to, I'll meet you down here later. You know, there's plenty of good trails that you can just ride that you're not yeah. downhill. So I, I remember I took the time and I kind of explained to her how downhill mountain biking works and it's not as scary as she might think. And so it's, it's a controlling your brakes and which brakes use more or less. And, you know, um, like essentially most of your braking power is your front brake, but if you overuse your front brake, then you go over your, 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 yep. go <laughs> <laughs> right over your handlebars. So, um, with that, I just kind of helped her out and taught her and I went up with her and the other guy was gone. Like he was just like, I'm having fun. Oh, yeah. And so I just took the time with her and, uh, she said she really appreciated that. Um, and I wasn't looking at it as a, like a relationship or anything. I just like, as a safety issue, I'm <laughs> going to teach you how to ride down this mountain. Um, so anyway, we ended up dating. She appreciated that. and She, um, uh, uh, ended up dating. And, and then after we got engaged, we had an engagement dinner at her parents' house. So she's a Fox. And, um, we got over there and my parents were like, we've been here before. And, uh, at that point we kind of realized that her, my parents were, were introduced by her grandparents. <laughs> and so, um, I feel like we were meant to be together. I really do. So her grandma told my dad, Mike, he goes, Hey, Mike, you need to go and help Vicky out in the kitchen. And he did. And they ended up talking and getting married and, you know, Twenty five years later they had me and <laughs> and then uh <laughs> another twenty five years later <laughs> I met their her granddaughter. So it cool. was all by chance and um not chance. Yeah. We were very, very <laughs> blessed that we uh we got together and married. And so now we've been married for uh thirteen years. So time flies. And uh I still go mountain biking up there <laughs> good deal. on Beacon Hill. Good, good deal. Good place.
0: Um, and children, tell me about your children, how you decided to, when
1: that came along and yeah, we have two kids, two girls. Um, they're currently one just turned nine and the other one's 10. She's about to turn 11. So, um, I'm just super blessed to have those girls in my life. Um, I always, I like, have a lot of opportunities in my life to do extra stuff for people. And so I'm always bringing them along and they are always help happy to help people. Um, just very well-mannered kids. I couldn't be happier with, with them in my life. Um, I took them on that big trip we went on, which was, uh, it was five months of RVN and we hit 43 States and it was 25,000 miles. And they did exceptionally well. I mean, there was no complaining. There was no, um, whining it was it was just amazing they did super good they just knew that and we were homeschooling the whole time so it was it was a juggle from homeschooling to sightseeing to traveling it was it was hard but uh they didn't they did really good so that's amazing couldn't be happier with those two girls how, how did you decide to go on this trip or my sister um did it five years before me okay and uh she said she's going to do a sabbatical every five years and travel, and she doesn't have any kids. And uh, me and Sarah said, that's a great idea. We're going <laughs> to do that, too. <laughs> and so our next one is 2025. Okay. We'll do it again, and there's uh, we still have seven states to hit. We're going to try to hit Hawaii this winter and then um, and then start hitting the other states. So my goal is to have the kids see all states before they get out of the house. Okay. So they can see and do a lot. So. Um, awesome. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> uh, let's transition
0: kind in of into some spiritual stuff. Yeah. When uh, were you a member of the church as a kid? And when did you realize you gained a testimony? Let's hit some of that. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I did grow up in the church and. It's always an interesting perspective, because I, I, I do believe everybody has a testimony at some point in their life, wh- whether that they, they recognize it or not. Um, but the trick is is recognizing it. So when I was in the Middle East in Iraq, um, you never know what your fate is, even in life in general, but um, especially when you're getting shot at on a daily <laughs> basis. So um, I remember I prayed. And I just, I just asked to be calm and ready to go. And I did, I felt this, uh, major calming effect. And the rest of my year in Iraq, I, I was not worried. I didn't feel stressed. Um, um, I was, it was amazing. I was very, very happy with the situation. Um, I was only discouraged with things that people were doing. Um, leadership and and like things that their calls, you know, I wouldn't question their calls. But I was always like, man, it's unfortunate that they made that decision kind of a deal. Um, But uh, I always had a calmness. And ever since that moment, I realized uh, that I I was uh, calm because of my testimony. So um, and it's an interesting perspective. And then as anybody grows up, I think the hardest decisions of people's lives are when they're in their late teens, early twenties. There's a lot that rides on that, Um, the decisions that you make and the things that you do. And with that calmness, I decided that I always wanted to live um, the way that we're asked to live here in the church. And I I feel like that has served me well. Um, People around me have, uh noticed that you know i don't drink and i don't smoke and i am kind and i'm happy and you know i don't have a coffee when i show up to work um in my hand like you know there's a lot of perspectives but i feel like that moment in my life of that calmness has affected the rest of my life for sure with that with the church so yeah perfect um
0: Let's touch on some other turning points. If you've got some thoughts on turning points, different turning points in your life, you want to touch on a couple of those that have dramatically impacted where you've, the road that you've been on. This is kind of a hard question because we kind of like hit those as we go along, but... Uh, and we probably have with your military stuff and when you met your wife and stuff like that. But any other big turning points that you want to touch on?
1: Yeah, you know, I wasn't going to really mention this, but um, there's that movie, The Bucket List. Um, I just watched it recently, too. And before that movie came out, I, I, um, I used to do 100 things that I want to do in my life. Uh, and I've done a lot of things. And I think that was one of the best things of my Life Because I've always been able to set a goal of doing something, you know, uh, I backpacked through Europe. I ran a marathon. Um, you know, I, I got married to an amazing girl, uh, had kids, you know, so there's all, all these checklist things and hitting all 50 States is an, is one of them. Um, but that was, that has served me very well. Um, just because there's always something to look forward to and always a goal and you always progress in life. It's been, it's been a good experience. So I, th- I think that's, you know, like definitely the, the younger kids that are deciding on what to do and stuff. It's, you know, it's it's such a blessing to have a goal that you set and or a dream and, and trying to do it someday and never giving up on dreams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm sure that whether
0: you, whether you tweaked along the way. Yep, to, exactly.
1: You know, Mount Everest was on my list in the beginning, but I don't know if I'll ever do it again um and talking about your goals out loud is one way to get um to do them. Uh one of my goals was to ride a street bike um bicycle from Canada to Mexico. And oh, I yeah. I started it and I did it in a couple of days and I quit cuz I was like this isn't for me. So that goal riding a bicycle from Canada to Mexico now is a motorcycle from Canada to right, Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so that it's it's interesting how the goals and and can change, um, yeah. The list can change, but I always, I do have a list, and and it makes life fun and exciting, and always picking the next adventure. No, I like that a lot. I like how you
0: don't necessarily. I mean, when you create a list, I'm I'm thinking when you get started on something, you may realize, oh, that's not really my passion. Yeah, exactly. So you've got a whole another list of stuff that you can jump to, and like. But taking that first step is is a hard thing for many people. It you is. know, just get out the door, get out and do this or that, and then you'll find your passion eventually. But when you find something that you don't love, then you can just check that right off, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? Yep, yep. That's that's very true. And I never thought like when I started the list, a hundred things is a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, um, it it was I did come up with a hundred things, and it was very difficult. Yeah, and so but it keeps there's a lot of things to still do in life we're very fortunate that we live in such a great country that there's a lot to see and do so cool um let's talk about uh your testimony over
0: the years now that you've um become an adult mm-hmm. have kids have you know your you and your spouse as you teach your kids how, how do you continue to nurture your testimony as an adult and uh,
1: cause you to continue to trust in God as you go along this crazy life. Um, we, I have felt tremendously blessed and I, and I don't know why, um, I'm so fortunate in my life, but I have, and my wife has said the same thing to me. She's like, I don't know what it is about you, but you're, you are blessed. And I'm saying that not in the bragging aspect, but I've just been very happy. And I think when you project something out, it usually comes back at you. Um, so the testimony of, of that would be when um, things have always just happened right at the right time. We, when I built my house, it was um, I did it myself, um, start to finish. It took me one year and two months to do But it was like the perfect timing. I was like not between jobs, but I run jobs uh, as the foreman. And I was able to lay everybody out in the morning and then leave at 11 or 12 and then go work on my house. So I was in a good job that I could bounce back and forth or I could take a day off on concrete pour days and stuff. And so um, it seems like every time I set a goal and I do stuff, um, I am blessed in a way that it it comes together and it might not come together in the way that I expected it to, but um, I've been very fortunate in that aspect and that, and every time uh, something little like that happens, it's, it's definitely um, a spark on the testimony on growth. Nice. Like that. Uh, Any other
0: thoughts you want to bring up um, before we kind of close up with the last question? No, we can go ahead and hit the last one. All right. How about you tell us what it means to you to be a follower of Jesus Christ?
1: Um, I, I did kind of touch on this already, but it's, it's just doing, becoming the best person that you can become um, and doing good in the world. I, I really think, especially in today's age, there's a lot of good things in, in this world, uh, both people and things. And, I think if we just keep um, pushing uh, good things in life, it will benefit everybody across the board. Um, Kindness is one of the the most amazing things that we see. And I see a lot of it in church with um, people that are volunteering to help others out. Significant things um, or insignificant things for you might be significant for somebody else. And and that is shown in kindness through your volunteer and your time, especially with you doing this service. Um, it's it's just uh, I just think it will come back, you know, um, to to you and to me, and just trying to do good. And it doesn't mean you have to be great at anything. It's just trying to do your best. And I think it just comes back to you. And that and that's the, I think I believe. The best example that Christ would want us to do is live life to the fullest. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Dan. Thanks for being in our ward and thanks for coming back to our ward after
1: your (laughs) (laughs) travels. There's a couple states we might might go back to someday and be there for long term. Awesome. But well Thanks, Cameron. You bet.